0: Hello, everyone. And welcome to Friend Diagram. This is the podcast where two friends catch up and find
1: common ground between their favorite media. I'm Remy. I'm Kat. And today we will be discussing our top five anticipated items for 2024. Warning. Spoilers ahead. Hey, Kat. Hey. How are you today, Remy? I'm... Absolutely
0: amped. I got so excited making this list. I can't even (laughs) express to you how excited I am for 2024, and I'm not even done with 2023 yet. There's so much good stuff right now, but making this list made me absolutely amped for next year.
1: Ooh, you got to see Poor Things this weekend, right? How was that? I
0: did. I got to see Poor Things yesterday. It only opened in nine theaters, this weekend, and I got to go to one of them, Ugh. and it was amazing. It was a fantastic time. It was absolutely packed. Oh, really? It was like Barbie Oppenheimer level attendance, mm-hmm. and I had a blast. I'm dying for you to see it so we can talk about it at length. And definitely at least two or three conversations overheard leaving the theater where people were like, that's some of the weirdest shit I ever seen. <laughs> I hated it. Oh my gosh, (laughs) really? Yeah, which is, um, you know, I think that's great. Yeah. (laughs) But yeah, not totally unexpected, but absolutely loved it and had a blast and wholeheartedly recommend it. And I can't wait for you to see it and see Mark Ruffalo do his thing and just absolutely bust out moves on the dance floor (laughs) and have some of the best Lines of dialogue of the year, frankly.
1: Batman, they gave him all the best lines. <laughs> I'm so excited. As yeah. I've mentioned, I think I've mentioned this on the pod before, but I love Mark Ruffalo, and I grew up having the biggest crush on him in 13 going on 30, so I am very excited to see this film. So I can't wait to debrief
0: on your <laughs> reaction to his character in Poor Things. Uh-oh. <laughs> but
1: also... Truly excited. He hasn't Larry. been in like much that I've seen recently. So I'm excited to see him in a role that has the best lines of dialogue of the year. So
0: yeah, great. Wow. He goes for it too. He yeah.
1: fucking went for it. Good for Mark. <laughs> I can't so wait. Glad to have him back. Yeah. I hope that I get to see it before Christmas because it's not going into wide release until like the 21st. So. Oh, really? I'm pretty bummed about that,
0: I know I always hate when things don't get released until the week of Crimbo because it's so hard to catch them, yeah, because you're already traveling, you're out of sorts, you're beholden to the schedule of others, yeah, and not, not everyone is like prioritizing that at the time,
1: yeah, and there's so much coming out right around that same time, like I would like to see American fiction, I'd like to see mm-hmm. um. Else, Oh, Ferrari was on the list Mm -hmm. too, which I'm definitely not going to get to make it to Ferrari right when it comes out. But yeah, there's just too much to see. And if you try to cram it all in in one week, you're going to be not spending time with your family, which is what the holidays are about.
0: Yeah, Yeah, that would be impossible to cram into (laughs) one week. Yeah, but I did just find out some great news while I was compiling my anticipated list because... I'm very much anticipating the film, The Taste of Things. Mm -hmm. I'm not sure if I mentioned this to you before. I don't think so. Um, It premiered at festivals earlier this year, and it's a film by An Hung Tran. And it's essentially a film all about French cooking, and it stars Juliette Binoche. Okay. And I don't know a ton about it other than it's like a French-language film. The trailer looks incredible. It has some of the best food photography and cooking content Mm -hmm. of any film ever, it sounds like. And it is also a deep meditation on romance and devotion and work, I believe. And I just found out that's coming to the IFC Center this week because I thought I was going to have to wait until February to see it but IFC is going to show it for at least a week. So that's very exciting for me.
1: That's awesome. Sounds like it would make me very hungry. (laughs) Mm -hmm, I'm sure. So we're going to begin today's episode by giving a brief rundown of the top five 2023 releases that we were originally looking forward to. So we did this episode at the start of 2023 And I think we had a great set of picks that I'm really excited to see, um, kind of how we felt about them. Did they live up to our expectations? Did they kind of fall a little flat? And yeah, it'll be a really great summary of that. And then we will go into our top five list for our 2024 anticipated releases.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And I like it. We're starting this. Chain reaction annual. What's it called when you do a thing every year? Tradition? Yeah. Maybe. Uh huh. So that a year from now, we can react to our picks today. I yeah. can't wait. <laughs> Hopefully yeah. we're all still here.
1: <laughs> we'll all still be here. <laughs> so Remy, do you want to get us started with your 2023 picks and let us know what you thought of them?
0: Yeah, I will absolutely run through those five picks and give you a brief reaction to how they ended up stacking up to my my hopes once I saw them in reality. My number five pick was Bo is Afraid, the (laughs) Ari Aster film, which absolutely exceeded my expectations because when I put that on my list, I didn't know anything about it, and man... That was so much movie and <laughs> so much ambition, which I absolutely love and respect. Mm-hmm. And it gave me so much to think about. I absolutely loved it, and awesome. I all uh, de- defend Bo's afraid any day of the week. Yeah, yeah,
1: Bowes afraid was ambitious, absolutely <laughs> for sure.
0: <laughs> Thank you for your generosity <laughs> in these times. <laughs> My number four pick, sadly, was Dune Part 2, which was moved because the strikes were not resolved in time, because people were not being paired and compensated fairly. Mm-hmm. So we'll just have to revisit that earlier. I think it's going to be March of this coming yeah, year, that's I want to say. So can't wait to see my boy Denis again <laughs> and support him. <laughs> so that one's TVD. But well, mm-hmm. I'm so excited. Yeah. My number three anticipated pick was Oppenheimer, directed by Christopher Nolan. This 1000% exceeded my expectations. Mm -hmm. It is still my movie event of the year, and I absolutely loved it. And despite being a biopic, it blew me away, and I absolutely had an incredible time watching it and would watch again anytime. loved
1: it that was one of my favorites for the year too and you mentioning it at the beginning of this year put it on my radar so I was paying attention Mm -hmm. um and yeah I really loved that one yeah hopefully that happens again this coming yeah I'm excited
0: my number two pick was The Last of Us the adaptation Mm -hmm. by HBO and I would say that was on the level with my expectations I certainly enjoyed it liked it a lot had a good time And was surprised by a lot of decisions in the best way. Mm -hmm. So I really enjoyed how they carried out The Last of Us Season 1 as a series. Good stuff. And my number one most anticipated was Ted Lasso Season 3, which I would say missed the mark a little bit in terms of my expectations, but was still a solid ending to a series. And I absolutely respect them for ending it after three seasons. I think it was the right move Mm -hmm. and I'm glad everyone seems to be doing well from that show and I'm happy with the way they wrapped it up, even if it was a little bit not quite what I was hoping for.
1: Yeah, I think they just took on a little bit too much with like trying to wrap up each individual plotline, so the last Mm -hmm. season just got like a little bit muddled but yeah, I know we
0: We definitely had a discussion in depth Mm -hmm. about where we felt things fell apart respectively, but I would like to pinpoint one deflection point where I think everything started to turn. Hmm. And it is the moment where Trent Krim gave up his source at the end of season two. Oh, no. Because that would never happen. (laughs) Yeah. Trent Krim would never. (laughs) Trent Krim would never. Justice for Trent. And that's when the worm turned and they started servicing – things outside of what characters would actually be doing. Mm-hmm. So that's my takeaway. Yeah. But I mean, still a fun time.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was definitely a fun season. I would watch them all again. I thought it was a good a uh, great yeah. show. So still a good comfort show. Yeah. Except Apple TV wants to rob us. And what are they in- doing? They increased the price from everyone like did. $6 to $10. And I was like, absolutely mm-hmm. not. I'm so sorry. Dude.
0: Hulu is so expensive now. It's insane. Mm-hmm. It's like $16 or $18. It's out of control. Yeah, but Hulu
1: gets a lot of good stuff. I, like I use my I Hulu a lot more than I use my Apple, and you have to price it based on the quality yes. of the material and the quantity of things that you're going to be watching. And I think that Hulu, even though it's really expensive, it feels justified, whereas... Apple, I, like, use for three things, and they're not Mm -hmm. worth continuing. I'm sorry.
0: Well, no, I totally get what you're saying, because we don't have Apple right Mm -hmm. now. Like, we went on hiatus from that subscription a few months ago. Yeah. Because there was a lull in the content, and... And that means unfortunately right now i'm missing slow horses season 3 but i will absolutely catch up on that the next time we get apple again cuz
1: yeah. you know i love my slow horses the ideal would be to make just enough money off of ads someday that we can pay for <gasps> all of the streaming services we ever wanted could you imagine it would be amazing do you think
0: one one day we could use that as a tax write off if this became Maybe. our job i don't know how
1: taxes work <laughs> I'm sure we'll have to ask an accountant. Yeah. Um,
0: I'll definitely ask and not just do it without <laughs> asking.
1: Um, yeah. And you had a couple of honorable mentions. Do you want to kind of um, oh, yeah. chat about those two? I think they were Shrinking and 65. Shrinking, the original series on Apple? Not bad at all.
0: Um, love Jason Siegel. Mm-hmm. Love seeing him getting to be weird again. <laughs> would watch keep Jason weird keep Jason weird yeah exactly that's my takeaway from that show Mm -hmm. and 65 was the other one I I think so yeah that's what I have him driver hey man I love original cinema with a excellent star at the center yeah and what a premise guys
1: I loved (laughs) Loved it (laughs) I thought the execution of that was really good and it was a super fun movie great for the whole family yeah, that's absolutely that will definitely be coming back up in future episodes for me. I Amazing. Think. Yeah. I loved it. Keep, keep making original sci fi stories, yeah. please. And Beck, I can't remember the two directors of that film, but they're on my radar. I can't wait to see what they do next. I think mm-hmm. that it's going to be really strong. I read. I was trying to see if they had something coming out in 2024, but there's no release date on it, but Heretic Mm -hmm. is on my radar, and it's very under wraps in terms of what the plot's going to be, but Mm -hmm. I am hoping it will be very, very good, and I hope they go great places. I like that title. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, for my 2023 list, I didn't have any honorable mentions, but my number five slot was The Fall of the House of Usher, which we weren't sure if it was going to be released in 2023, but it ended up being released in 2023. That's Mike Flanagan's most recent um, Netflix series. And I thought it was fantastic. I don't know. It was on my list just because I love anything Mike Flanagan does. And it really exceeded my expectations. I'm not like a huge Edgar Allan Poe fan, but I really liked the modern update to all of the stories and how they all tied together. And I mean, you get all of the great cast favorites. Um, So yeah, definitely worth the watch if you're kind of not sure if it's for you, but I thought it was great. My number four was How to Sell a Haunted House by Grady Hendrix. That was his 2023 release. And I thought it was good, but it didn't meet my expectations, um, especially after the two novels of his that I really love, My Best Friend's Exorcism and The Southern Book Club's Guide to Slaying Vampires. It was definitely a solid novel, but it kind of missed the mark for me, and I can't really put my finger on exactly why. It's a fun read, but not. I wouldn't read it again, I guess. My number three was The second season of Our Flag Means Death, and I didn't end up getting to this. Um, hopefully it'll be good. I don't even know if I have heard anything about the response to it from fans, so I haven't really been checked in on that, but hopefully it's good. I can't wait to watch it. I just haven't gotten around to it yet. And one of the reasons that I probably didn't get around to Our Flag Means Death is because my number two Was Hellbent, and I read that four times this year along with its (laughs) precursor, Ninth House. So um, we entered a little bit of hyperfixation on that. Um, And (laughs) the fact that I. Now entering the hyperfixation (laughs) zone. Yes. So Hellbent is a novel by Lee Bardugo. And it is the second of the Alex Stern series, and that came out in January. And I really enjoyed it. And I feel like the way the second book hit the mark for me, it also elevated the first book of the series in a way that I hadn't anticipated. And it made me love it a lot more. And yeah, I can't wait for the next installment. We don't know when that'll be. Oh, I was hoping you'd have some I wish news I on did. that. Um, but Lee is releasing The Familiar early this year. So if oh, interesting. that's your vibe, it's, I don't exactly know the, um, premise of it, but it's another, uh, adult novel by her. So. Oh, cool. And it's a, a standalone. So it's not oh, nice. going to be a series or anything, but. Yeah, I hope she's doing well. I'm hoping that we get more on our Ninth House adaptation this year. I hope we find Mm. out more about that. And I know that she's pretty bummed that Netflix just dropped the Shadow and Bone series, so that won't be continuing. So I know that Mm. the fans are pretty upset about that. But hopefully, Amazon Prime will not let us down.
0: Who... Oh, is Prime the one producing mm-hmm. the Ninth House series? I was just going to say, if you could pick anyone, who would you pick to produce mm. Ninth House?
1: Mm, I think it would probably be HBO. Same. But yeah, I think Prime will do a great job with it. So yeah, hopefully we find out more about all of that soon. And then the last thing on my list was The Last of Us, and that again, is the adaptation done by HBO Max. And I really enjoyed it. I thought it was really faithful to the game and everything they added worked really well. And that makes me really hopeful for future video game adaptations. It's kind of laying a groundwork for how to do it well, because yeah, um, before this, people really hadn't done video game adaptations very well at all. So I'm hoping that it has raised the bar for anyone who wants to do a video game adaptation so that it'll actually be watchable and mm-hmm. enjoyable.
0: Dead space. Dead space. <laughs> oh, that would be so Someone good. Dead
1: space. <laughs> that would be amazing. Yeah. I would be first in line to see that. Ooh. Um, but yeah, that's all of the items on my list. And I think it was a great year for yeah. our most anticipated.
0: What, uh, what ended up being your favorite? Do you mm-hmm. think from that list, um, hmm. from what you saw,
1: I mean, it would probably be I mean, it would probably be Hebent because I read it four mm-hmm. times this year. I was going <laughs> to say, but <laughs> if I had to pick another one, I would say the fall of the House of Usher really impressed me. Oh, I nice. especially enjoyed Mark Hamill in that. He, he was, was so really fun, good. I was impressed. He- His voice is absolutely wild in yeah. the fall, yeah, very
0: committed. He, I really enjoyed his character as well. Yeah. Great out.
1: I was not sure at all what his character was going to be like, and I mm-hmm. was not disappointed. So yeah, I think that's probably my favorite like, visual media mm-hmm. that I saw this year. Cool. Get us started on our 2024 anticipated releases.
0: Yes. So we'll do our proper marquee most anticipated of 2024 list now. Mm-hmm. And now that we're into the proper top five, you and I are going to alternate like normal. So, I'll start off with my number five pick of most anticipated for 2024, and it is True Detective Season 4, Night Country. (laughs) This is coming to us from the people at HBO, of course, and Kat, as you know, True Detective (laughs) Season 1, favorite TV of all time. (laughs) Absolutely love it. It lives deep in my heart. (laughs) And I've never given up hope that we will one day return to those heights on this anthology series. Mm -hmm. So, season two was a bit of a letdown. Season three, pretty good. Oh, good. did not stick the landing. Season four, it's going to take place in Alaska during the Mm -hmm. part of the year where there's no sun. And it's going to be starring Jodie Foster Mm -hmm. and Callie Reese and... It's going to be directed by Issa Lopez and co-written between Issa Lopez and Nick Pizzolatto, who Mm -hmm. True Detective people know is the guy that writes basically all of the seasons of True Detective. And I'm excited. The trailer has been released and it's meant to start streaming, I believe, on January 14th. So -hmm. it should be very soon. It was another thing that was pushed by the strikes. It was supposed to start this... past fall which is why I know so much about it because it's already overdue but I'm really excited the trailer looks good Jodie Foster looks like she's in the pocket (laughs) investigating crimes like she's meant to do and man I just love *Tree Detective (laughs) that sounds
1: amazing I think it's gonna be awesome Jodie Foster in anything in a while yeah and basically
0: it's just her investigating in Alaska when the sun is not going to be out
1: for (laughs) a long, long time. And I can't wait. And everyone has seasonal depression. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. That sounds amazing. My number five slot is... I don't know if this is a working title or if this is an official title, but the next Grady Hendrix book, which will be Witchcraft for Wayward Girls. Hmm. The title sounds great. And... The anticipated release is in July of 2024, Um, and very little is known about this novel except for a very short blip that gives the impression that it's a novel set in the 70s and focuses on women in a home for unwed mothers. So, um, I don't know. Sounds good. Sounds interesting. And I hope hope the best for Grady. (laughs) Yeah.
0: That does sound very promising, mm-hmm. okay. My number four pick for most anticipated is a project that I just learned about um a matter of days ago, mm. and it is the forthcoming project from Alex Garland. It is called Civil War, and they 've released one poster for it, which is two snipers in a sniper 's nest in the torch on the Statue of Liberty. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> and it says coming spring 2024. <laughs> I'm intrigued. So, I mean, first of all, written and directed by Alex Garland, that's all I need to hear. Yeah, God bless Alex there. Garland. <laughs> <laughs> but it's Snipers in a Sniper's Nest, in the Statue of Liberty, that's a bold choice. Yeah. I'm, in- I'm very interested. What I know so far is that it will star Kaylee Spaney, which people might recognize from... Priscilla. She played Priscilla in uh, Sofia Coppola's latest film. But she's been in Devs, Mm -hmm. which I was, you know, another Alex Garland joint. And she was in Mare of Town as well. So she's racking up some awesome credits and is a a very good actor. It's also going to have Kirsten Dunst who just absolutely rules. And it looks like a lot of other repeat Alex Garland actors as well so i don't know anything else about it to be honest i don't know if this is a movie or a tv i think it's a movie (laughs) okay but the plot has not been released and these are all the things i know and i'm already extremely excited for it
1: (laughs) that sounds great i'm excited about
0: that yeah alex is awesome yeah there's no plot synopsis Mm -hmm. but it's
1: going to be rated r so okay. I, I'm almost certain this is a film. Yeah, I'm down. I love anything that Alex Garland has done. Mm-hmm. Yes, I still haven't watched Devs, but <laughs> have you watch watched Men Devs? yet? You should watch Men. I also too. haven't watched Men. Uh, it's on my movie list. Like it's on there. I just nice. haven't gotten to it yet. Okay, so my number four. This might be on your list. I'm not sure. I know we talked Uh about it previously, but it's the Fallout television series, which they just dropped their trailer for. Mm -hmm. This is in my HMs. Okay. Yeah, I'm excited about it. And (laughs) the anticipated release date is April 12th of 2024, so I will be watching very closely for that. This is being produced by Prime Video, and I'm very hopeful, especially after The Last of Us did so well. So Mm -hmm. I'm hoping that the quality will be similar. Fallout isn't really as much of a linear plot type of a video game. So I think it'll be a little bit harder for them to adapt. But I think that from what I can see in the trailer, the world building that they've done looks extremely compelling. And I can't wait to watch it. Yeah, I'm very
0: interested after seeing the trailer.
1: Yeah.
0: And I will certainly be checking that out. Mm -hmm. And I will be certainly keeping my eyes peeled for Rochi. (laughs)
1: Rochi Watch 2024.
0: R.I.P. Love you forever,
1: Rochi. Um, Rochi is a reference to a Monster Factory series. (laughs) Just so anyone anyone who's interested (laughs) can know, there is a Fallout 4 series where... Yeah. Um, The Monster Factory guys play Fallout 4, and it's amazing. Mm -hmm.
0: It's one of the best Monster Factory series of all time. Yeah. Absolutely. It's right up there with Spore. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. (laughs) Yeah, good pick. My number three pick should be coming in March, but I can't promise anything, of course. (laughs) (laughs) But it's the forthcoming film from Bong Joon-ho. And it's called Mickey 17. Okay. And get a load of this cast list, Kat. Okay. Mickey 17 is going to be starring first build, Mark Ruffalo. Yay! Second build, Robert Pattinson. What? Third build,
1: Tony Collette.
0: Okay. Fourth build,
1: Stephen Yun.
0: Fucking, can you believe that cat? That's
1: amazing. My mouth yep. just like dropped open. It was a little yeah. bit wider every name you listed. So that's amazing. That's awesome. It's going to be so
0: amazing. Good. It's, I think it's going to be a very loose adaptation of a sci fi book mm-hmm. called Mickey Seven. Um, the book was written by Edward Ashton mm-hmm. and it follows a space explorer, Mickey Seven. Mm-hmm. And he's on his seventh cloned iteration of himself Mm -hmm. um, and is exploring some sort of alien worlds and that's all I really know about the plot I know they're saying it's going to be a pretty loose adaptation from what I understand Mm -hmm. but just the fact that it's directed by Bong Joon-ho and has that amazing cast I think and it's going to be sci-fi in general Mm -hmm. I think it has a lot of amazing potential and I'm Absolutely stoked, and will be there ASAP.
1: Yeah. Yeah, that sounds amazing. That wasn't on my radar at all.
0: Yeah, there's a teaser trailer that just has Rob Pattinson <laughs> in something that looks like an fMRI okay. scanner, but I, it's probably like a cloning
1: device. <laughs> I don't know. Fair. <laughs> looks awesome, though. Can't wait. Mickey yeah. 17. Mickey
0: 17.
1: My number three slot is Twisters, which will be.
0: Oh my god, I forgot about this. You forgot about
1: Twisters? <laughs> I forgot oh, about Twisters. Well, good thing I brought it up. Yes. Um, it is directed by lia Zek Chung and. Right. The, From and, Minari. Uh huh. Right? Yeah. Oh man. Yeah. Hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it should be released July 19th, 2024. Ooh, um, perfect. So time. July is an amazing month. I mean, I'm excited about it because Twister is one of my favorite movies of all time, yeah. and I love a storm. So let's go! I let's hope that there's go. more flying cows. Like, let's go! Is um,
0: is Glenn Powell gonna be in that? I feel like I remember.
1: Yeah, that's looking right. the cast. Yeah, and he's thinking, in it. Hell yeah! <laughs> and Daisy Edgar Jones. Mm-hmm. All
0: right. I quite like her
1: as well. Yeah. All right.
0: Awesome. Yeah. Anthony Ramos, very cool. I'm
1: very excited about it. I don't oh know pretty much anything, but I would see any kind of Twisters franchise film.
0: My gosh. It makes me miss Phil Hoffman so much. Oh, I know. <sighs> it's going to be awesome. I hope they dedicate it to him. Me too. Oh, my God. Or at
1: That'd least- like great. And Bill Paxton, yeah. to be fair. Oh,
0: just everyone.
1: Yeah. Our boys. I know. <laughs> um, but yeah, that sounds amazing. I can't wait. I can't wait to see a tornado on the big screen. Because yeah. I never got to see Twister in the theater. Me a, crime. a crime. A crime, one might say. What if theaters well, do a double feature or like a lead up where you can see Twister in the theater?
0: Hell yeah. I would should call Film Scene and recommend that. I
1: know. And then we'll fly to, <laughs>
0: fly to Iowa just for that. I'm down. Hey, man, they know tornadoes.
1: (laughs) Oh, what if we could watch it outside? Like Uh, film scene in the park? First we have to
0: watch The Shining.
1: Then we watch Twister. Oh, my God. Then we watch
0: Twister, too.
1: Okay. Film scene, you'll be getting an email from me (laughs) shortly. (laughs) We have to complete the cycle. (laughs) Yeah, I wonder if there are specific rules on what movies you can show outside at a uh, park.
0: I know. I used to wonder that With when we would children. project films in your backyard <laughs> and we'd be watching. I can't remember what it was we were watching when I started having those concerns, mm-hmm. but I was like, is this suitable for your children neighbors to be glimpsing? I don't know.
1: <laughs> yeah. What were we watching? Um, We definitely... Ooh, I
0: bet it was Midsummer. Uh, I probably yeah. was thinking... <laughs> We definitely watched that one
1: outside. (laughs) Yeah, I think that's the only one that's kind of a bit sketch in terms of like whether or not it's suitable for all ages.
0: Mm Mm-hmm. Okay. Good shout, Twisters. Okay. All right. On to my number two pick. Oh, boy. Another thing I know almost nothing about (laughs) other than a teaser trailer Mm -hmm. and some production credits. But I gotta tell you, even just the idea of what they're doing here excites me. I'm talking about the forthcoming project from Kevin Costner called Horizon, an American Saga. This is going to be two films released this summer. They're releasing one at the end of June and one in August, and it's going to be a Western epic, from what I can tell, Mm -hmm. written and directed by Kevin Costner. The teaser trailer is him riding on a horse and shooting a rifle, and... That's all I know, and that's all I need to know yeah. to know that I'm going to be in those seats in June and August watching Horizon and American Saga. I'm so there. And then <laughs> and you're so going to run off and be a cowboy, and we'll never and see then Remy again. <laughs> we'll finally be a cowboy. I cannot wait.
1: Uh, I'm yeah, that's fascinated the by the
0: idea that it's going to be two films in one summer. I yeah. can't recall a time of anyone doing that. And I'm very into the idea of that. Yeah.
1: That sounds great.
0: hmm
1: My number two is Quiet Place Day One. Oh. Um, it is directed by Michael Cernowski, which is a different director than the previous Quiet Place films. He directed Pig. So I am oh. excited to see this okay. as kind of an upcoming project for him. I'm listening. I know. Pig was incredible. I love Pig. Yeah. Bring it on, Michael Um, This is kind of a spinoff project that will be a prequel to the original Quiet Place, kind of giving us more of that lore on the alien invasion that happens in the film. And, I mean, I feel great about it. I think that number two did not disappoint me and I'm looking forward to this. So yeah, I'm excited to get more like of that prequel lore that you kind of get a taste of in number two. So I'm excited to learn more about that. And that will be coming out in June of 2024. So soon. Okay. Yeah. Like I said, all of my um, picks kind of centered around the summer, which is fine with me.
0: Love it, love it. The it first
1: really. half of my year is going to be very action-packed. hmm
0: Well, my final pick and number one most anticipated piece of 2024 is a film that, unfortunately, I think we're going to have to wait until December to see. Oh, no. But it is the forthcoming film from Robert Eggers. It is Nosferatu. Oh. And if anyone can do it, it's Robert Eggers.
1: Interesting. And that's going to be a weird film.
0: (laughs) It's going to be weird, but it's got a killer cast yet again. You got to listen to this cast. I'm going to reel off a lot of names to you right now. (laughs) Okay. But they're all great. Emma Corrin is first built on IMDb, and I'm really enjoying their work in A Murder at the End of the World right now. Very excited to see them in this film. Mm -hmm. Also starring. Aaron Taylor Johnson, Nicholas Holt, Bill Skarsgård in <gasps> <Aaron face> Nosferatu. <laughs> <laughs> it makes sense. <laughs> it's perfect. Willem Dafoe, uh, yes, all day. <laughs> Lily Rose Depp and Ralph Ineson, aka the dad from the Witch and the Green Knight from oh. the Green Knight. <laughs> Love that guy. Whoa. Okay. So, I've seen some production stills from this movie, but that's about it. Mm -hmm. So, my trust for Robert Eggers' ability to 1000% execute on a vision, and have very complete control over the tone and look of a project, Mm -hmm. and make decisions that serve his vision of that story. I mean, I couldn't have more trust in anyone to do that. He... Has such distinct films that capture distinct looks and feels, Mm -hmm. and I think Nosferatu is a perfect piece and/or subject matter for him to tackle. And just based on this cast alone and some of the production stills that I've seen, uh, it looks incredible, and I think it's going to be probably horrifying. (laughs) And. I think it'll be uh, awesome. The description yeah. on IMDb is a gothic tale of obsession between a haunted young woman and the terrifying vampire infatuated with her, causing untold horror in its wake. So...
1: I'm in. Sounds I mean, great. Sign me
0: up. Let's go. <laughs> December
1: 2024. Wow. Nosferatu. Okay. And once again, we have zero overlap on zero our- overlap. <laughs> top five.
0: Um, That's us, baby.
1: My number one is the next Emily Henry novel, which will be Funny Story. Funny Story. And that will be released in April of 2024. April 23rd, to be exact. If you love Emily Henry, get your pre-orders in because she's sick as fuck. I love her. (laughs) Um, The basic premise for this novel is that two roommates are fake dating to make their exes jealous, and of course they fall in love. Um uh, Who wouldn't? And yeah. Emily Henry never disappoints me, and I am counting down the days until this book is released so that I can devour it in under 24 hours, and then reread it constantly over the course of the next year, as I always yes. do. That's you. Yep. I have nothing if not a caricature, so... <laughs>
0: Awesome. Yeah, I'm excited too. I was wondering, could I do a quick recap of my list before I do my HMs and then you can do the same?
1: Yeah, I love that idea.
0: My top five most anticipated are True Detective Season 4, Night Country, (laughs) Civil War from Alex Garland, Mickey17 from Bong (laughs) Joon-ho, Horizon, an American
1: Saga (laughs) from Kevin Costner, (laughs)
0: And Desperatu from Robert Eggers.
1: Yay. My top five is as follows. Witchcraft for Wayward Girls by Grady Hendrix. The Fallout television series. My number three is Twisters. My number two is Quiet Place Day One. And my number one is Funny Story by Emily Henry.
0: Very exciting.
1: I know. We've got a great lineup.
0: Yeah. I have a couple of mixed bag HMs, because two of them are things that got pushed from mm-hmm. 2023. So one of them is Dune 2, obviously. Mm-hmm. But the other one is The Bike Riders, mm. the oh, next yeah. film from Jeff Nichols that I was deeply looking forward to seeing this month until Disney was pieces of shit like always and dropped it Dropped it as um, a film they were distributing, oh. but luckily Focus Features picked it up, and so we'll be able to see that in June. So okay. add that to your summer movie calendar.
1: That sounds like it's a gonna, great summer movie.
0: It's gonna rule. <laughs> it's got Tom Hardy. It's got Jodie Comer. It's awesome. got Austin Butler. It's got Michael Shannon riding a motorcycle. Amazing. Of course I'm gonna be there. <laughs> I can't wait for the bike riders. Cannot wait. That sounds perfect. Um, and then I have this on my HMs because I have a some doubt that it will actually happen in 2024 mm-hmm. because it is the next Jordan Peele film. It doesn't have a title and it's still in pre-production and it's meant to release around Crimbo time in 2024. Mm-hmm. So I'm thinking I'm not certain that's going to be happening on time. Mm-hmm. So that's why it's in my HMs. I don't even have a title for it. But here's hoping it does come out in 2024. Yeah, new Jordan Peele. Everyone Would love needs it anytime. to
1: manifest a new Jordan <laughs> Peele movie because I don't think I can live without it. Do you have any HMs? Yes, I just have one. So obviously Dune's on my HMs. I'm looking mm-hmm. forward to that immensely. But then I also am really excited about Beetlejuice too.
0: Oh my god!
1: Yeah. Did uh, I know about this? You didn't. Oh, um, I, don't I don't know. know. It's got Jenna Ortega in it, so of course I'm oh very God, of excited. Course. Um, <laughs> That's
0: so in her wheelhouse, it's insane.
1: Yeah, I'm really excited about it. I love Beetlejuice. Obviously, you can't have young Alec Baldwin, but hopefully we'll get uh, some other little snack. Um, but <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I'm excited about it. And is it, Michael Keaton going to be in it? I think so, yeah. <gasps> yeah, as Beetlejuice. Hell yeah! I, well, let me check now. Yeah, Michael Keaton's gonna be in it.
0: Beetlejuice too. Give me the juice. Yeah, Amazing. it's gonna have
1: Winona Ryder in it again. Oh great! Um, and Jenna Ortega is her daughter. So
0: is Gina Davis gonna be in it? I
1: don't know. Um, it's gonna have Willem Dafoe in it. Oh hell yeah! <laughs> I man. don't know what he's playing. Is just listed it as doesn't actor. Doesn't matter. He rules. Um, and it's gonna have Catherine O'Hara in it. Let's go to the actual IMDb page and take a look.
0: Dude, Willem Dafoe was amazing in Poor Things as well, I
1: want to say.
0: There was just amazing acting across the board in Poor Things. Yeah. It was an incredible ensemble.
1: Maybe Mark Ruffalo's in this too. Let's look. Who knows? I wish. Maybe. No, no Mark Ruffalo. And no one else that I'm really recognizing. Do I know Justin Thoreau? That name sounds familiar, but I don't know who he is.
0: I, I know him from that show on HBO, The Leftovers, and like Mulholland Drive. <laughs> and what else would I know him from?
1: Oh, apparently he was an American Psycho. Oh, there's so Interesting. many people in that. Um, I don't know. I'm not recognizing, recognizing him from anything else. But he'll be in it. He's got a cool name. Um, Yeah, the vibes look impeccable. I think it's being directed by uh, Tim Burton. No, let me check that fact check. Tim Burton. (laughs) I was correct. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, I don't know. Seems like something Tim Burton would want. (laughs) One would
0: hope he'd want to keep control.
1: (laughs) Yeah, it says this is a follow up to the comedy Beetlejuice about a ghost who's recruited to help haunt a house. So, sounds great. Cool. Wow, I can't believe that was from 1988. I know. Damn. Yeah.
0: That's wild. Wow. So much to look forward to.
1: A great year behind us and a great year ahead of us. hmm And we will also be doing our top five of the year coming up here in a couple of weeks. So, mm-hmm. keep an eye out for that if you want to hear our top five of 2023.
0: Bye for now.